Hello, you're listening to the Secret Keepers Club podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So, so happy to have you here. As always, my name is Carly Aquilino. I'm your host, and I'm ready to party, you guys. I hope you all had a great week. Hope you had a good weekend. I, you know me, I'm 30, flirty, and thriving. I go out and I have one drink, and then I feel sick for three days. So that's what I've been up to. You haven't missed much here. Um... Yeah, I've been on this thing where you guys know I always was just a beer person. I always only drank beer, sometimes wine. Every once in a while, if I'm feeling a little bourgeois, I would have a couple sips of wine, but I don't know anything about wine. So I don't know if it's good, if it's bad, whatever. But I've been drinking my new favorite drink when I go out for dinner, uh, Aperol Spritz. It is so gosh darn refreshing. It feels like you are in Italy. You are on the Amalfi Coast. It's giving Italian summer in Capri. Okay. It's Aperol, which God knows what that is. I have no fucking idea. It's sweet though. And then they put Prosecco in it and a little slice of orange and sometimes a little bit of seltzer. Hello, what a refreshing little nice little treat. And then I feel sick for three days because I'm 30. You know, I was, uh, I was talking to one of my friends about something that I wanted to ask you guys about. Okay. And her and I came to a conclusion, but I want to know if you have any other things to add and, and we'll talk about it next week too. If I get, if I get any of these from, from you guys. So what is something that the opposite sex does that you find attractive and so hot for some reason that really isn't hot, right? Little, little nuances that happen that you're like, wow, that's very sexy. And me and my friend were talking about it. And I think we came up with the best one. Okay. And this is, and I want to know everyone. I want to know what girls do. I want guys, you know, that are listening to say what girls do or what other guys do. And I want girls to say what they think that guy. Okay. So here's what we decided. The hottest, sexiest thing a guy does that isn't meant to be sexy, but it is, is when they are reversing their car. Okay, hear me out. Hear me out, brothers and sisters. Okay. So a guy is driving and he's like, we're going to park. We're going to park somewhere, right? And he goes, he puts his car in reverse. Stop, I'm getting all nervous. I'm getting nervous. I'm getting nervous even talking about it. Woo, I'm hot and bothered. So he's going to park, right? And he's got a reverse parallel park. He pulls up to a car. He puts his car in reverse. He, bitch, he puts his hand behind your seat. What? So hot. And then he looks back. Why is it so hot? And then he reverses the car. And I said it and my friend said, holy fucking shit, that is so hot. And I don't know why. And I said, me neither. Why is it so hot? I think it's because when they're looking back too, they you get like, a, I, I don't know. It's just very, I, it's my favorite thing that guys do. And I'm very attracted to that. I don't know. Maybe I'm meant to be with like a truck driver or something, which I mean, I've said a million times before, I probably am. But that is just about the hottest damn thing I ever heard in my life. And I want to know what you guys, what people do that you guys think are, is like weirdly sexy for some reason. And that was a hot, that's my hot take. 
Um, other than that, what else did I want to talk to you guys about? Oh, not me being up until five o'clock in the morning, uh, every morning watching and reading things about how people go missing in, in the Appalachia, in Appalachia. So that's what I've been doing from the hours of like 2 a.m. to about 5.30 a.m. Because you know I'm in this phase right now. It happens every every summer. I go through a thing for like a month where I don't sleep at night. And then I fall asleep at like 6 o'clock in the morning. I wake up at 9 o'clock in the morning, huh? That's a nap. But yeah, I've been super busy learning about people on the Appalachian Trail going missing and people from Appalachia and things that go, just people that just go in the woods and never come out. And this is another reason why I want to stress that we should not be going camping. Not only is it horrific thinking about, you know, the, the ins and outs of getting eaten by a bear, right? Because I can't imagine that being, being fun. But the way that there are crazy people, I'm more scared of the people that are out there in the woods now. Now that I've watched all these creepy movies, I had to sleep with the lights on. I watch all these creepy documentaries about it. How there's just people chilling in the woods waiting for you. Some guy, you know, that I was watching this thing where it was like real, you know, horror stories about uh, people when they go camping in Appalachia. And I, and I know I'm saying it wrong and please don't fucking it's actually, and then you spell it phonetically. I know that I'm saying it wrong and I'm trying to say it right. Um, but there was a story of this guy who was sleeping in his hammock. Right. And one night he wakes up guys, this is so bone chilling. Like I'm getting all freaked out, even thinking about it. So one night he's sleeping in his hammock He's trying to walk the Appalachian Trail and he wakes up and there's somebody standing above him and he runs away. Right. And then, girl, you're going to die. And then he, um, but, you know, builds this like kind of like with fishing wire around his campsite from then on for like a month, every single night he put he, so that way, you know, it would be like a trip wire. He would hear if somebody was like somebody would trip over it if they were trying to, you know, come get him or something. And a month goes by, he feels kind of silly for continuing to do it. He figures, oh, I've been, you know, doing this for a month. I've been out, I've been back. Like, there's no way that somebody could still see me. Somebody's been following me this whole time. There's no way. So he doesn't set up the, the tripwire. Girl, tell me why this man was asleep and wakes up. This is so claustrophobic with his hammock that he was sleeping in wrapped around his body and he's being dragged through the woods. Huh? What? Okay, and he survived. That man survived because he lived to tell that story. But there are some people that don't survive, okay? And it's very scary out there. And I'm so interested. You know me, true crime. But why is there not more documentaries on like Netflix and stuff about, about these things, about people that go missing in the woods? I really think it would solve the, the issue that I'm having of people going camping. I was talking to somebody the other day and he said, I'm going camping for the weekend. And I said, okay, why? I know there are a lot of campers out there, a lot of unhappy campers hearing me say that. And I'm sorry. And I get it. Your nature, you're a granola girl. You love hiking. We get it. We get it. And, and at the same time, I will also like just another observation for me. Can we just look at the mountain from the ground? I feel like you get a better, you know, vision of the mountain itself. Otherwise you're hiking and you're just looking down on looking down, trying not to break your ankle. 
I think the mountains look great from earth. I don't need to get up there and see it from a point of view. I could see things from the sky when I'm in an airplane. Okay. And I'm sorry, that's all the camping slander I'll give you guys. Cause I feel like the, a few weeks ago I was talking shit again and I'm sorry, but there are people that are going missing in the smoky mountains. And I do feel like it, it, that we need to discuss it sometimes, but anywho, hi, you guys, <laughs> welcome. Welcome to the show. I bought fancy underwear, just giving you an update. I bought fancy underwear and it's very comfortable and I don't regret, and I don't regret buying it. Cause I feel like, you know what? I've never bought like nice lingerie. So I feel like, oh, nice, like cotton underwear that I'm going to wear all the time. Okay. Sign me up for that. So I bought a pair they're really comfy. Going to wear them in fire Island. Well, I'll let you know. I'll let you know what the boys say about it. But God, you guys are going to be so jealous when I am in Fire Island because we're doing theme night parties. And the way that I'm, God, should I even discuss what I'm being for ladies of the 80s night? Which I don't think that my costume is as good as the other people that are going because we were FaceTiming the other day and all the guys are being such good things. Like one of them's being Julia Roberts and Pretty Woman. They're being like specific people from specific movies. And I didn't know that. I just thought it was famous women of the 80s. Okay. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I have the whole ensemble now. I kind of regret my decision because I feel like I could I should have been um, Lydia from Beetlejuice went at her wedding with the red dress. I know. I know. And you know what? Life, we make mistakes and we learn from them. So there will be another time that I will be her. But anywho, I'm just rambling like I'm on the phone with someone now. We're going to get into these questions. You guys send it to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. And you guys can send those in there and we'll read them on the episode. If I don't get to it for the episode, you could just resend it. Sometimes things kind of slip through the cracks. Yada, yada, as they say. So let's get into it. This one says, do I tell my friend she has a penis tattooed on her? Okay. Hey, Carly, such a huge fan of the pod. Join the Patreon and totally loving it. I learned about your podcast from a client of mine while waxing her hoo-ha. Oh, okay. She was going to see one of your live shows and she was so excited and said the girl Carly from Girl Code and she has a podcast. You got to listen. And since then I've been hooked. So if you read this live, shout out to my client. I miss you. LOL. Wow. This is my favorite way that somebody's found out about it. This is my favorite way that somebody's found out about Secret Keepers Club. Because here's my thing. She was going to a live show and she got her vagina waxed. And, and to me, that is the type of energy I need from all of you. I need you all showing up <laughs> freshly waxed. I don't know. Was it, was it just per happenstance that she was getting waxed? Like, did she have a standing appointment? Please respond. If you're the girl that was getting her vagina wax and told her waxer about um, this podcast, please um, send an email in and let me know what the deal was. So did you think like, oh, I might meet a guy at the show or a girl at the show? Or did you think maybe we were going to have a competition impromptu? And you said, no, if there is going to be a bear, a bear vajayjay competition, I'm going to win that. So I have to come prepared. See, I don't even do that for people I'm dating. And you did that for me. And that's how I'm picturing it in my head is that it was for me, even though it probably wasn't. I appreciate it very much. So thank you. And thank you guys for spreading the word. 
And then she says, okay, so now for the real question, my best friend just got a tattoo. I didn't even know she was planning on getting a new one. It was a spur of the moment thing. She texted me a picture of the stencil and I immediately said, oh no, this looks like a lumpy dick. (laughs) I called her immediately hoping that I could give her some insight maybe. She didn't answer and then hours later, I received a text of the tattoo on her leg. I'll attach a picture. You can tell me if I'm being an ass or not, but I see it as a penis. I asked if she was getting it shaded, hoping that would maybe, maybe help. Um, But no, she's keeping it this way. She's the best person. And I really don't want to hurt her feelings or herself or make her self-conscious. She's been through so much in the past few years. And I won't get into that because I'll be sending a novel. But do I tell her? Am I just being dramatic or am I being a perv? I just don't want her walking around with a penis forever without her knowing. Um, Don't want to hurt her feelings if it's just me being too (laughs) dick-minded. I know this tattoo is special to her. Help. Thank you in advance. Thank you for being a cute, unique cat loving self. I'll obviously attach a photo of my cats as well. See, that's what we need. We need more cat, um, cat photos. Oh, your cats are so cute. Stop. They're snuggling. All right. Let's look at this tattoo. Okay. So here's the thing. The tattoo looks like a big veiny dick. Um, and, and, and I, I would, I would, uh, I, I'm sorry if this is going to get a little graphic, but I would even describe it as throbbing. It somehow looks throbbing to me. So, and it's on her leg and I see looking at it after a few seconds, it is not in fact a dick, but I would see it and be like, wow, this girl really, really loves dick. So, I'm trying to put myself in her position. And if I had something that looked so much like a dick on my, would I want somebody to say it? Cause I know it would definitely hurt my feelings. There's nothing where like, listen, like I have a lot of tattoos and there people say things sometimes that even if you don't believe them, kind of just stick in the back of your head about, about your tattoos sometimes. So I don't like, if you just don't like a friend's tattoo, keep it to yourself. It's not your business, not your place. You know, if they ask you, do you like my tattoo? You could just say, Oh, it's not really my style, but you know, you're cute, whatever. So I don't believe in just going up to people like, Hey, your tattoo is ugly, but this does in particular look like a penis. So I would tell her nicely, like, I wouldn't make a joke about it or make her feel bad about it. But I would say, girl, I think you should get it shaded. It kind of looks, I can't tell what it is. Maybe you can start off like that. I think you should get it shaded. I can't really tell what it is. And I'll make the other things in the, because it's kind of like, uh, I'm going to explain it to you guys. So it's like the dick, right? Which is not a dick, but it is. And there is a like a frame around it that has a pretty flower on it and it's pretty. So maybe you could say this will make the other parts of the tattoo pop if you get it shaded. Cause honestly, I'm looking at it now and I think that it would, I think that she should get it shaded just even if it didn't look like a gigantic throbbing penis. Um, and the, yeah. And then if she's like, no, 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 no. I really like it. I would be like, girl, can I tell you something? I'm so sorry. And I really don't want to hurt your feelings, but it looks like it kind of looks like a penis. And if she girl, I would want to know, 
And that's the only reason I'm telling you to do it. Like I said, if you personally just don't like the style of someone's tattoo, nobody cares. But this looks, it looks, oh my God. Yeah, no, I would say something. I would want to know. Um, because here's the thing with that. Someone else is going to tell her and they're not going to be as gentle about it. You know, someone's going to be like, holy shit, look at that. <laughs> like, is that a dick on your leg? Or are you just happy to see me, sister? Because people say stupid shit to people with tattoos. So that's that. All right. This next one says male sperm doesn't stop at 35. Hey, Carly, I was just wondering if you could relate to this. I was out to dinner with my friend whose daughter just turned one. She mentioned how her husband and her were going to start trying again soon because he's 35. Bitch, I'm female, 33, single, no man, no baby. I hate when people have the audacity to say insensitive conversations, to have insensitive conversations like that around me. It's not like people can't talk about their marriage and kids around me, but to put a life, but, but to put a time frame on it, knowing my situation and that I'll be 34 in the fall, it just kind of sucks. Let me know your thoughts. Kiss you right on the sweaty lips. Heat wave, baby. Yes, girl, it is so damn hot in New York City this past few weeks. Uh, love you and you're crazy, but lovely cats. So then she does, Ooh, okay. So then she gave a fuck, Mary kill. And the other one had a fuck, Mary kill too. So we're going to do those at the end of the episode. Um, I hear, I hear you on this. I, I definitely hear you on this. I think that it's, I've definitely been in situations where I kind of take things personal of, you know, things people say with unintentionally, um, you know, like, oh, I'm this age, I shouldn't be doing this, or I'm this age, I have to be married, or I should, you know, I'm ready to have a kid. And like, it would be crazy, you know, I've definitely, you know, been there before, I think it kind of comes with the territory. But I don't think that people are doing it intentionally to hurt your feelings. Or I a lot of times think that what I've realized is people are so like self absorbed in a way, and I don't mean that to be like people are conceited, but they're just so involved with their own lives that they sometimes don't realize when they're being insensitive. Um, I had a friend who was unable to conceive and she went through something like this all the time of people being like, oh, you know, the time's ticking. We're trying to get pregnant and all this stuff. And it's like she knew that it wasn't meant to hurt her but sometimes she would be like this really fucking sucks like I have to watch everybody kind of go through the motions of their lives and I don't get to experience that and they're not they don't have enough self-awareness to maybe think about how this would make me feel you know these exciting things that are happen happening in their lives and I know that that was really hard on her um but I think you just have to kind of you know remove your personal feelings from it and just kind of say, okay, I don't think this is intentional. I don't think these people are intentionally trying to hurt my feelings because, you know, at the end of the day, friends should want to share these things with us. Um, but I think that if it really bothers you, you can, you can speak up about it and maybe kind of be like sarcastic about it. Like, oh, well then I guess I'm screwed. Your husband's going to be 35. What about me? I've also had, you know, conversations. There's, there's been people in my life that are like, you got to freeze your eggs. And I'm like, please don't tell me to do with my fucking eggs. You know, don't tell me what to do with my eggs. My eggs are, my eggs are all in my basket right now. 
And is that something I might do? Yeah, that is something I might do, but I don't want to be like pushed into making a decision, you know, when I'm not ready. So I, I, I get what you're saying, you know, and this is kind of like a lesson for us too. You know, we got to kind of be aware of what other people have going on, you know, and, and this is so, um, every woman's journey to like, whatever it is, whether it's getting married or especially fertility, it's such a sensitive subject. And I think we all need to be more aware of these things of like, some people have miscarriages, some people, you know, can't conceive. So there's all of these different things and every woman is so different and it's such a struggle. I I've seen it with people that I know that have you know, tried to have babies and, and it's a really long process and it's a really draining emotionally hormonal process. So I think that we all can be a little bit more sensitive, um, to other people's situations. I really do. And that's something that I've made like a cognizant effort to do as well, just in the, you know, in my life, because I've known people that, you know, struggle, struggle with that. And some people just don't want kids and that's fine too. You know? Okay. So we did the, we did the penis tat. We did the sperm. Okay. Let's see. Oh, there's a shit crappens. We're going to do the shit crappens at the end. So let's get into this one. So this one says, what the fuck am I doing? Plus fuck, Mary kill. Hi, Carly. And of course, Sir Robert and Sir Stanley. I've gotten into Secret Keepers Club this last year when the panty started. And all I can say is that I love it. You start my week off with positivity and loads of laughs. Thank you so much. I consider you one of my BFFs and you'll definitely have an invite to, sorry, to be a part of my bride squad. I'm not sure when that will be, but you are on the list, girl. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. I've always wanted to write in when I had a question and another secret keeper would always beat me to it, which is amazing. But I finally have a topic I don't think you've discussed before. Sorry, this email is like one of those emails that it's like laid out diagonally. How do you change that? Anywho, so I'm just going to scroll as I do it. So first off, your girl is plus size and I've always been first in line to be friend zoned by all the fellas. It never really bothered me before because I'm usually busy with work, going to school and just doing whatever the heck I want. But here I am, I'm almost 27 and I've never had a real relationship before. I've hooked up before, but the friends with benefits thing isn't really for me. Well, it wasn't with this particular guy. When the panty first started, I got on Bumble and started talking to a few guys, one in particular who I thought was amazing, but then he goes to me out of nowhere. That was a first. Well, anyway, I finally got over it and then started randomly talking to my school crush. We were seniors at a university and your girl fell hard. I never really turned into what I truly felt it would be. And it hurt. Fast forward a little bit. I just got my BA. Well, congratulations. And I'm now bored waiting for a grad school to start. So I got on hinge. I've started talking to guys on hinge. Like it's just for attention and validation. Um, hold on one second. She said, I've started talking to guys on hinge, but I feel like it's just for attention and validation. But then I feel like I want to get out there and see if I could find a relationship. The guys I've talked to recently want to take me out both quote unquote, hookup guys. And then nice quote unquote, want to get to know you get, get you get to know you dinner guys. Okay. 
I don't know why that was like, I, I read that and it was in quotation. So I was like, what does this say? And my brain read it in a way that was a hundred percent, not what it said. You guys know me. Okay. And then she says, and then the nice get to know you dinner guys. I don't want to feel like I'm all talk. It's nice having somebody that wants to talk to you and see how your day was. But then the insecurity I have about being a big girl on my hinge, I made sure to put in my bio that I was thick. And if they quote unquote, aren't okay with it, then peace respectfully, along with the three fourths body pick, I'll attach it for reference. Overall, I know I have issues with my big girlness. I'm working on it. I know I shouldn't expect guys on Hinge to give me validation with their likes and whatnot. My question is, what the hell do you think I'm doing? I'd love your opinion on my quote unquote loaf life and what you think I should or shouldn't do. Your girl is a lost toddler who has lost her mom at a Ross's dress for less. Help me, please. Okay. And then she gives fuck, Mary kills. So, okay. Opening the picture. First of all, just so you guys know, she's gorgeous. And that's not something I'm legally obligated to say to everybody that listens to this podcast. Like she is truly stunning. Okay. And she's wearing her little cap and gown. So cute. Congratulations. So I think that, and and I don't want what I'm about to say to sound like dismissive in any way of like, Oh, we'll just feel better. It's like when you're sad and somebody's like, we'll feel better. Well, don't be sad. You know, I don't want it to seem dismissive or reductive in any type of way. But I do think that the way we view ourselves is the way people view us and where we are at. Like, I know you said you're working on kind of like your confidence and and your body image and the way you view yourself and loving yourself. Um, So that's the best thing that we can do. And you'll notice the better you treat yourself, the better people treat you. It's just the way that it works. If we're looking at ourselves in a way that's like, I I've noticed this too. Like if I'm feeling shitty, if I'm having like, you know, we all go through times where we like, whatever it is, like there's been times I've had really bad breakouts or I just, one of those days you can't don't like the way your body looks in clothes or my, I had a bad haircut or whatever it is, something that is making me not feel confident. No, like I will go out and nobody will like look twice at me and I'll go out when I'm feeling confident and feeling good and having good energy and kind of like, Oh, I look a little cute today. Like look at my little shoes and look at my little outfit. Right. Sometimes I say that when I, before I leave the house, just like, wow, this is a little cutie walking down the gosh darn street. And that's when people will come up to me and talk to me and whatever. So there's this saying in like the law of attraction. I'm not trying to push this on anybody because like, there's a lot of things about the law of attraction that I, I do not agree with, uh, you know, these like theories or techniques or whatever. Um, but there's this saying and it, it makes perfect sense. And this is something I truly believe it says, um, everyone is you pushed out. So everyone in your life, whether it's your boss or your, or your, you know, friends or people that you're associating with, like, it's the way you view yourself pushed out because we attract what we are. Right. So if you're viewing yourself as this like confident person and you love yourself and you love the way that you're dressing and you love your makeup and all of these little things, I also always say like, do things that, oh my God, Stanley, you scared the shit out of me. Stanley, buddy, I thought you were a mouse, bud. You really were just so fast. 
But I always circle back to this thing of like treating yourself with kindness and doing little things for yourself. I was talking to Jesse May the other day, by the way, we're, we're releasing something very, very soon within the next couple of weeks. So you guys will be able to listen to that. So this is kind of like a repeat of that, but her and I were chatting and I said, I treat myself the way I want a boyfriend to treat me. Right. I treat myself the best that I possibly can. And I look at myself in that way too. And if I'm not going to find somebody that doesn't do better than that, then fuck out. Like, get the fuck out of here. Right. But you attract those things when you have like, you attract good things when you have that good outlook and that good energy and that confidence. Confidence is the most beautiful thing about a person. I know that sounds like a fucking, is this a Hallmark movie? Like, is this, you know, but I really, really believe it. I really believe it. And again, I understand that there are so many, this is very multifaceted and it's just one of these things that's like, I'm not just going to be like, well, feel better girl. You know, just like feel better. I don't believe that that's like, I know that it takes work, but I think that if we continue to work on ourselves and kind of do things for ourselves that make us feel good, um, then the only way, the only way to go is up. And I think you'll find somebody when, when you have that outlook, but again, don't, don't put pressure on yourself. Don't put pressure on yourself to find someone, find someone, find someone now, 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 cause then you settle then you settle for someone you don't really care about. Cause you're like, Oh, you'll do like been there or done that. And it, it's not fun. So, okay. So this one says conflicted career choices. SOS. Ooh, that's my favorite ABBA song. SOS. Okay. I'm going to spare you. I was just about to sing it. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to spare them. Cause I don't want to ruin their week on a Monday. So this one says, hey, Carly, if you actually choose to read this on the potty, it would make my life. So thank you. And thank you if you're reading this at all. First off, hello and hello to your furry puff babies. I love them so much. Well, thank you so much. And they love you too. Even though you guys, I have a confession. I accidentally stepped on Stanley's foot four nights ago. And this man has not talked to me since like, he'll be around me and, and we'll play like we play. Cause Stanley plays fetch, which is so fucking weird. Cause it's like, are you a dog? But we'll play. He just doesn't like, it's not the same anymore. I know it's not the same anymore. And you guys, I cried, <laughs> I cried twice about this because Stanley always sleeps on, on me when I'm sleeping ever since I first got him first night I got him, he's sleeping on me. And since I stepped on his foot, he hasn't slept on me. Stop. I'm going to cry right now. He hasn't slept in my bed. Like, and I'm so upset. So it's just me and Robert, who, by the way, is also my husband. But Robert doesn't snuggle, really. He'll snuggle for a few minutes and then he goes to his side of the bed. But like, you know how married people have like, this is my side of the bed. This is his side of the bed. That's how it is with me and Robert. <laughs> Robert has a side of the bed and Stanley sleeps on me. But yeah, he's mad at me. You guys, how long until this is over with? Like he's giving me the freaking silent treatment. And it's breaking my heart. I love him. Okay. So anyway, let's get to this email. I'm sorry. 
She says, I've been working hard on my master's degree in social work for two years now, and I graduate in seven weeks. Well, congratulations. Look at all my little smarties emailing in this week. Um, two years ago, I did an internship with CPS and it was a great experience. I love the work and the people there. Everything was great, except this guy that I worked with really made me feel uncomfortable. He started out cool and we were friends, but slowly he started getting too comfortable and making comments about my body, texting and Snapchatting me all the time and sending me messages. Like I have a secret, I have a crush, etc. And it made me feel super awkward, but I brushed it off. Finally, my internship ended and I planned to never talk to him again. And because I didn't feel it was appropriate, um, with how he had been acting towards me, especially since I was engaged and he was married with two children. This man was married with two children, girl, and he's Snapchatting. This, this is like what I'm saying. It's really just, uh, you know. She says, I ended up ghosting him hard, and I even went so far as to delete Snapchat to stop getting his messages. Something about that app makes me feel sneaky anyway, even though I wasn't doing anything wrong. So when I didn't respond to his messages for a few weeks, this man showed up at my work looking for me. What? I saw him pull into the parking lot and look around in the break room to hide for him. My coworker told him I was out to lunch and he waited for a minute and then just left. After that, I texted and told him that our friendship was over at that point because he made me feel so weird and uncomfortable and he crossed a boundary with me. Afterwards, he never talked to me again. Anyway, flash forward to now, I'm searching for a new job in my field and now I am almost done with school. I have passed up a position with CPS three different times because he still works there. And I just saw it posted again. I love the people in the supervisor there and they keep asking me to come back, but I just would feel so awkward to take the job and have to work with him. Not to mention the office is a block away from my house. Should I do it and say, fuck him or steer clear to avoid any more issues? Thank you for reading this mega long book. Love you. Kiss right on the lips. Wow. Okay. So first of all, I'm sorry that this happened and it sucks that women can't even fucking go to work without having to worry about this shit. And, and the way that we can't be nice to a man without him being like, this girl wants to fuck me. It's like, uh, no, sir, get out of here. I just said hello to you one fucking time. So Here's the thing. It sucks that you feel you can't apply for this job that you're qualified for and that you would love to have. And you love all the other people that work there because of this guy working there. So here's what my game plan would be. I would say, girl, get, you're looking for a, go, a, a job. Go get your money. Right. I think, first of all, this guy's a fucking psycho. If he showed up at your job, when you, when you didn't answer his Snapchats, I mean, sir, you have, you have two kids. Can you go burp them or can you go spend time with your wife instead of showing up at my job? So here's what I would do. I would, the people who were contacting you saying, Oh, please come work with us again. There's a job position open for you. All of the people that are working there that you're still in contact with Tell them how you feel about the situation. I would love to work here. I really loved the environment there, except this one person made me feel really uncomfortable and he showed up at my job. What should I do, right? And see what they say, because it's not fair to say, well, you shouldn't have a job here then because this guy is crossing boundaries and this guy is making you feel uncomfortable, right? That should, that's not fair. It's just simply not fair.
So I would tell them and girl, maybe I would even tell his wife, your man showed up at my job, sister. Is that too much though? I just feel like, listen, we, I feel like we should be telling people's fucking wives shit. And then the other half of me is like, no girl, mind your business. Don't get involved. Blah, blah, blah. So it's so hard though. I think I would tell the supervisor and like other people that, or a girl go in for the interview, go in, maybe go in for the interview. Right. And you're going to kill it in the interview because you know, everybody, you know what you're doing. You have experience in this. Right. And then mention it while you're in the interview. There's somebody here that makes me feel uncomfortable. They followed me once before, and I really, really would love to take this opportunity, but I don't know that I can do it um, because of that. And see what the fuck happens, because I'm very curious at what would happen with that. Right? Okay. So we have a bunch of fuck, Mary kills that we're going to get into. Let me... Okay, so this one is fuck Mary Kill, things that Carly cannot live without. Okay, so this is these are my favorite because you guys know me so well. Sometimes you send in fuck Mary Kills where I'm like, this is literally impossible at that point. So this one is my pool, diet coke, and earrings. This is hard. So I wear earrings every day. Um I, I have a very luxurious pool and diet Coke. I got, God, I honestly, I don't think I could kill any of these things. I would never, I wouldn't want to not wear earrings anymore. I know that diet Coke is so fucking bad for you, but you guys let me just have this. This is my thing. Okay. I'm the gal that likes to drink a diet Coke. Actually, maybe there, I can find like a caveat in here. Okay. So I can't have diet Coke, but can I have other diet beverages? Yes, I can, because there was no specificity in the email. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to kill diet Coke, believe it or not. We're going to kill the, the, we're going to kill the diet Coke. Okay. And we are going to marry. Hmm. We're going to marry, you guys, this is hard. I can't live without the pool, but am I fucking the pool or am I fucking, here's the thing. I'm marrying the pool. No, I'm marrying earrings because I do wear earrings every day and I don't, I don't go in the pool every day, believe it or not. Um, yeah. And then I'm going to fuck, I'm going to fuck the pool. I'm going to marry the earrings and I'm going to kill. Yeah. I got I got to kill diet Coke because I can have other diet beverages. And even if I could just have like a seltzer, I love seltzer girl, especially over the summertime. Woo! I get so crazy when I have a seltzer. I, there's nothing like it. It's like a nice little refreshing thing. And I know that there are so many people you either, you either love seltzer, or you hate seltzer, right? You love it or you hate it. And I happen to absolutely love it. Um, okay, so this next fuck, Mary kill is New York edition. Okay, Penn Station during rush hour. That's a nightmare. Any bar during SantaCon, another nightmare. 
and Times Square filled with filled with the Elmos Cookie Monsters during tourist season. It's always tourist season in in a uh, in Times Square, sister. That is a fact. So, all right, which one am I? F- I mean, it's all so bad. I think just for I think just for fun, I'm gonna kill any bar during SantaCon because the guys that go out and celebrate SantaCon. You know, don't get me wrong. I know a few people that have done it and it's there, whatever. But like, you know, the majority, it's very much bro-y energy. It's very much I wear, you know, like they are very much bros. So we're going to kill them. I will, I guess, marry. Here's the thing. I don't want to marry Penn Station because it's, I I can't see myself having that be an everyday thing, every day, all day, like a marriage for the rest of my life, like a marriage. No, that has to be every once in a while for me because that you can't even breathe in there. It's so stuffy in there. Like where are the goddamn windows Penn station where there aren't any, there are not any. Okay. And we're underground. Um, so I'm going to, I guess, Marry Times Square, because even though there's Elmo's and Cookie Monsters and Naked Cowboys and stuff like that outside, I kind of feel like whatever, it's crazy, but I could just kind of bust through it. I can get through Times Square like boom, 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 boom. I'm so fast. I'm like lightning. So I'm going to marry that. And at least it's outside. I could breathe some some kind of a fresh air. Right. And then I'm going to fuck Penn Station. and I'm going to kill SantaCon because they honestly deserve it. So that's that, you guys. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Secret Keepers Club. You get an, uh, another episode on Wednesday if you join the Patreon. We do a special Secret Keepers Club exclusive episode on the Patreon, so you can check that out, and you can send in questions always to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. And I will see you next week. Bye. Bye.